Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Little Witch Academia, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Beatrice Murad. Hello. Steve Zeck. Hello. And April Collins. Hi. Today, April, Beatrice, Steve, and I are back to discuss more Little Witch Academia. Uh, today, recapping episodes 13, uh, 11 to 13, 13 11, 12, and 13. They, those are Blue Moon, What You Will, and uh, still uh, Sam, Samhain Magic Festival. I don't even know how they pronounced yeah. it in the episode, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> um, those three episodes, we've been very, very slowly making our way through all 25 episodes yeah. of Little Witch Academia uh, here at the Overly Animated Podcast. You can find us at Overly animated.com or search for the overly animated podcast on itunes or your favorite podcatcher we have an I anim, we have an anime specific feed um if you just want to uh, get our anime content including little witch academy you could search for overly animated anime um <laughs> and uh we've had po- previous podcasts on the last 10 episodes of lwa and we'll be going in chunks of episodes until we catch up you know so we, we made it halfway through. Yeah, halfway. This is uh, something. Yeah, congrats. If, we, if, if, if you watch on Netflix, this is labeled as season one. Really, it's just the first yeah. half of the season. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. So um, before we get into these episodes, uh, following the outline Steve has provided, Steve, what is our uh, L- Little Witch Academia news of the week? Okay. First of all, we have, uh, besides me finally getting that book I told you about, um, Chamber of no, the Little Witch Chronicles. There's a new opening out for the upcoming video game Chambers of Time. Hmm. I I posted. I gave you guys email you guys links for that if you guys want to check it out. Though I, they'll probably best only for Beatrice because you guys want to be pure. Though it's not real spoilers. Not real spoilers, but you don't want to take chances. Or at least maybe you should check out, put it on, and just don't look and just listen to the music. Um. Also, recent news. Um. Um, Latte and Susie made a cameo recently in I and issue six of IW My Little Pony um, Legend of Magic comic, as I posted a link to as well, which is pretty funny. Um, Aqua looks adorable, and Susie's cutie marks a mushroom, which I found hysterical. And really, other than that, really, it's just we're just waiting to hear about maybe if we get a season two, which will would be as early as 2019 we're not getting nothing in 2018 because you know trigger has other commitments mm, okay that's uh, that's <laughs> unfortunate yeah talk talk to the listener steve we, you linked us stuff but uh <laughs> that's that's what we're that's what we were referring you guys to there. check out the link i gave you to episode 13 special ending that was not on the airing that yes, was yes. yeah <laughs> did see that we'll discuss these endings okay so there's our lwa news um uh, keeping it current, even though we're a little behind on the show. Uh, last podcast, we discussed episodes uh, 8 to 10, or you guys did. I wasn't on that one. Um, bre- <laughs> very, very, very quickly, can give a recap, and I can insert my one-sentence reviews of the episodes if people are curious. <laughs> so um, you guys talked about, and I did listen to that whole podcast. It was great. You guys talked about um, the episode 8, Akko's Adventures in Susie. It's not Susie Land. It's just Susie. Um, it's pretty, yeah. okay. it's pretty <laughs> literal title. Yeah. Beatrice loved that episode. I think it's one of her favorites. I think you all really liked yeah. it as well. Um, def- mm-hmm. I definitely see that. Uh, I think that it's, uh, it definitely is a notable episode, really well put together episode, fun, not going to be on my top five or 10 of at the end of the year. <gasps> um, really? I'm, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm still not crazy about Susie. I think that was like a pretty good episode. Nothing. You haven't seen though. a whole series yet though. Yeah. Okay. But it, cu- currently it's not in my top three. How about but that? But as we go along. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I understand why people like that. I, i'm not saying you're wrong just for me personally okay um <laughs> un, nine is undead travelogue one of you called that the worst episode of the show which i found uh harsh i did um oh i found harsh yeah because I, i've seen the whole series so i can i, I would not put no, that at the I've bottom seen of it too the, and it's yeah. harsh that is a harsh yeah I, I think nine is really well yeah. put together it's just a, it's just a solid episode it's incredibly yeah. unexciting and irrelevant to everything else in the series yeah, so, yeah. yeah so it's <laughs> like frustrating on that level but i found it very solid better than the dragon episode it's still a good years. episode yes, it's, it's like better than the dragon episode yeah <laughs> it, wow i will have your opinions it's it's still close there it's a i don't know it's I still think Great Divide's a great episode too. 
<laughs> okay, I'll take this over Great Divide, the Avatar Last Airbender episode. Okay, um, and then we had uh, B Affic- uh, Affection. Um, this uh, the return of Andrew and all the uh, love triangle stuff. This was my oh, going into these three that we're talking about today. This was my second favorite of the show. Um, I think this was a fun episode. It wasn't spectacular, but um, I think these are just the strongest elements of the show. Whenever you have Andrew and then the Akko and Diana dynamic, so um, I really liked B Affection. Even though it's obviously nonsense, but that was, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. okay. It's like that. It's like that latest episode of Mystic Gun. Yes, it was. That is very reminiscent <laughs> of the latest episode of Mystic Guns. Um, I'm sure there's a huge crossover in between those two shows. But let's get to uh, episodes 11, 12, and 13: Blue Moon, What You Will, and Samhain Magic Festival. Pretty related episodes, so that's good. There's no yeah. uh, no like fillery uh, type one here that's unrelated. So let's get your guys' general thoughts on these three episodes. Oh, and to recap. Um, April and I have not seen past this point in the show. Beatrice and Steve have seen the whole show. Yeah. So keep that in mind when we're giving two perspectives, our, two yeah. sides of the same calling. Yes. yes. So <laughs> let's, let's start with Beatrice here. What are your thoughts on these three episodes? Well, I, I really enjoyed them. Uh, I, I think that they, it, it was nice to see a more plot driven kind of thing. And I, it, while I was watching them, Especially the first time I watched them, I was thinking, oh, okay, now second season is going to be more plot driven. Now we see what direction the show is going to go. But I do think that it was a little rushed. It was like a lot of information for three episodes. I feel like they could have used the past 10 episodes to do a little bit more setup. They could have just, you know, spread the wealth of the plot a little bit more. You know, but again, uh, I enjoyed what I saw. Okay. Yeah, we're going to, we'll talk about how these handle episodes in the show handles plots. Um, April, what are your impressions of these three episodes? I, I, I also liked that they were sort of plot driven. I like that they were really connected too. Like, um, I feel like a lot of the episodes thus far have been very like disconnected from each other. And I know that, or at least I, in my head, I remember you know, wanting something like what's going on kind of with this show. Um, And that has been something that's been left to be desired. But with these three, like, I liked that they were um, connected. Uh, 11 was pretty solid in my eyes. 12 kind of lost me for like half a second. And then I thought 13 sort of closed it out and was a lot of fun. Um, so I liked them. I like, I, I think they work really well as like, uh, quote unquote season finale episode. So <laughs> even though it's just halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Steve, what do you, what do you think of these three episodes? Oh yeah, I agree. This is when a show starts to really kind of take a new direction. You get more plot events, which I, which I love. Um, I know the all three. I, I I'm not sure twelve or thirteen. Which one's my favorite of the three? I like eleven. It's also great too. We meet this Professor Woodward character. My only nitpick about left episode eleven is really is Diana just disappears like less than halfway through the episode again. Just like in episode six, we got no really conclusion to her to what to her plot line in that episode. We had to wait for the right the beginning of episode twelve to get that. I felt that. It could have done that a little better, but yeah, I really like these episodes. Um, and I'm and I thought it was a great way to end the first half. And I'm really excited to see what awaits us in the second half. Yeah, I mean you've seen, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's okay. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. I I generally agree with all of you. Um, it's really striking how how much episode 11 ramps into the plot after having very little plot on the show previous to it. Um, I, I enjoyed that uh, like aspect of 11. I think it's, I don't know. It might be my favorite of the three, just because I appreciate how much uh, it gives me. And um, I think that it's just the most significant episode. Like, I think 11 is probably the most significant episode of the series so far. I assume this um, seven words thing is the main plot throughout the rest of the show. So it just, uh, I, I like that aspect of it. Um, 12 and 13 are fine. Um, love, uh, Akko Diana. Um, the Akko looking like Diana. That's a, that's a highlight. <laughs> it was, it was great. Uh, other yeah. than that, 12 was a little, 
uh, had a little less happening than the rest of them. And then 13 was um, silly, but potentially handled the characters the best of the show, I would say, the main trio. I think that this is the best main trio episode, so I think that was yeah. that was done really well. Yeah. Um, overall, none of these episodes uh, stand out to me as spectacular, I guess. Um, like, I still think I'm on six uh, as the best first half episode, kind of by a lot. Um, but uh, these three are at least solid. And I do appreciate bringing plot into the mix. So um, it, it, uh, I, th- I think there's a lot of potential heading into the, the back the back 12 that these three bring. Totally. I agree. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I want to, you know, rather than saying, like, what's the best of them? I don't know. I don't know if it matters too much. They're, they're similar episodes. Um, they each have their strengths. Uh, I, I want to just, I think the main story here of the three is this uh, ramping up into the narrative. Uh, I think eleven. It's it's eleven. Kind of loses me just because it, it throws a bunch of plot at you, and um, none of it was discussed before in the show. And we just kind of get this backstory to magic with the nine old day witches, and um, I don't think you're supposed to say the e in old day, but um, and uh, the, <laughs> the the the, the grand Triskelion and the seven words. Um, it's all kind of nonsense. Uh, and then we also get the Professor Woodward, and that's kind of nonsense too. But uh, I will say the one thing Eleven does really well is uh, is Ursula. I think it's like it's one of maybe her best episode, right? And we finally get that. Uh, even though yes. Steve's been trying to tell me that this has been confirmed for a while, this is the Ursula equals Chariot confirmed episode. This is the reveal. <laughs> oh, is, right. Yeah. yeah, it is definitely the reveal. <laughs> and I think if Can I, yeah, I think if we were yeah, not we- analyzing it to this extent, this would have been a more striking reveal but yeah anyway uh beatrice no yeah but can i just say that i love how they like her and Akko have kind of like a lewis like a a clark and lois kind of thing going on where it's like the glasses the glasses throw her off (laughs) i kind of love that i'm like is that an intentional nod or were they just like yeah Akko's just not gonna get it uh dense i guess Uh, maybe she just he just puts charity on such a pedestal that she you just can't see her. They're maybe just an ordinary person. I guess. Like, but I mean, it's yeah. like you. It's her face, though. It's not. <laughs> yeah. like, or maybe there's some magic going on. But I mean, it's her face. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of. It's that sort of contradiction. It's like you love this person, but at the same time, it's like you can't. You can't see that just with glasses. It throws you off. <laughs> I don't know. I find that really funny and an unintentional <laughs> nod to another thing I love is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think out of all the uh, hidden identities that I complain about on this podcast, <laughs> this one does not annoy me, specifically because Akko is very stupid. So I understand. <laughs> oh, no. Akko is so like... I, I get like, it. If they had made Akko blonde, it would make sense. Like, no, no offense to blondes. I've been one before several times. but <laughs> But like, she really is like, she's very like airheaded almost. And so it's just like, uh... Uh, 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 and she's like, okay, yeah. And it's like, no, Akko, like, how do you not see this? Like, I see it, and everyone who watches see it, sees it, like, you should see it at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, like Akko's uh, the only one in a position to realize it. And most of the time, Ursula, I don't think looks like uh, the chariot that we see in the flashbacks. I don't think she does yeah. either. Because the doesn't chariot have, like, orange hair, yeah. and Ursula has blue hair? I mean, yeah, they're totally... They're the literal opposites of each other, and they cancel each other out. And their their demeanor is extremely different. So, like, this isn't the same as, like, uh, Ladybug and Miss Guns, where they look the exact same. No, she looks very... Most of the time, she looks very different. So, I appreciate that. I think the Chariot chariot Ursula stuff has been handled very well and is one of the highlights of the show so far. And and she has short hair back then. Now she has long hair, so it's a lot of stuff can kind of throw you off a bit if you're not looking for that. Yeah. Or... I thought it I thought it was really like a nice uh like seeing your teacher outside of school kind of thing like you don't recognize them you're like oh you're a real person like you go to the grocery store and like buy shampoo kind of thing yeah, t- yeah Tina Fey shopping for soaps and mean girls yeah but um yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I think that um I really also just like the Akko and uh, Ursula dynamic I think that's been handled very well here and I'm I'm so glad that we've gotten to like see them more one-on-one like that's what I I really enjoyed the most about this episode was just seeing the two of them interact and getting to see like Ursula sort of like taking Akko on as like a 
like a, a mentee kind of thing. I really enjoyed that about this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. I think um, th- that relationship of like the, the idol and the person and the idolizer, like that to me is like such a fascinating one. And it's like, I, I, I don't know the duality of it all. Like I just, I really, I think that's the relationship for me that has the most potential to be, to say something interesting out of everybody's. So I can't wait to see what they do. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. And it's handled better here. The one thing I've always hoping for is for Akko to just feel like something towards Ursula. It seems like she just doesn't care about her that much. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I want her to, I don't know. She needs to like appreciate Ursula for who she is and not, not just because that she's chariot, which uh, then she'll (laughs) she'll obviously freak out later when she learns that, but uh, like her for being your cool teacher mentor too. Like uh, let's do that. Exactly. (laughs) Totally. So, and I think, I think it's really sweet as well. Like, I, I, I kind of what I want to see from Akko more is her have her like own identity. I feel like she's so upset. Like everything she does is for Chariot or has is um, Chariot is involved in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Like she does like for we're going to skipping ahead a little bit. But in I think it's in episode. Sorry, because they all blur. But was it in episode 12 where she's like, no, you guys, I finally saw Chariot, Chariot, like, did what she did and wanted because she just loved performing, wanted to make people happy. So now I want to do that, too. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's not genuine. Like, you, it has to come from you, not just from because Chariot did it. It's okay to do it. Like, I can't wait to see her just do things for herself instead of having chariot there to instigate it yeah and this is this is the biggest flaw i think with akko's character is that she's just her motivation is just so singularly based around chariot it's um not it's like i think that she's akko's the best character on the show kind of by a lot at this point but (laughs) she's still pretty flawed in that the the portrayal is still pretty flawed um and that is just so heavily based around chariot and i think the time she shines the most are when she's not talking about chariot yeah totally you mean like episodes when um Ursula Cherry's not really involved that much in our indie episode. Like when she just Daco just goofing around. Yeah, I think so. I think those are some of the strongest characterization moments. I, of the show. Yeah, I agree though. Like Akko kind of needs to try establish her own identity. Man, she just can't be a copycat of Chariot. That's not really going to accomplish much. She's just going to be Chariot 2.0. Is she needs? That's not. That's not a dream. Really, you should strive for. Yeah, and obviously in universe, uh, like it makes sense that Akko would be basing too much of her identity around that, and that's just like a flaw with her as a person. It's like understandable given who she is as like a person. But I also think it's just a characterization flaw because it makes her less interesting of as a character. Like that's the point I'm making. It's not that like Akko is like a flawed human being. It's that I feel like this is a slightly boring portrayal that if we just keep seeing this. Mm-hmm. yeah um so i think i think we'll be tracking that oh let's i'll come back to the characterization but let's uh again talk about this uh just the just the general uh how this show is handling plot because we get it ramped up a ton here and it does get tabled into episodes 12 and 13 a little bit um there's the recurring plot thread uh, around akko having to say the uh the secret word um okay now <laughs> now that i say that yeah i'm just gonna think of the snl sketch yeah um she's just say, <laughs> she can't say the secret word so uh, like that's i guess that's like uh how we're gonna the secret yeah, word is yeah. <laughs> I guess, I, I guess that's that's what we're gonna have to do every episode though but um it just to me okay i, I don't know i i want to like i don't want to bias your opinions here so don't feel you need to agree with me but i want to introduce the topic by giving my take on uh how plot is handled in this show and that i think that the narrative in the show thus far is very boring um and not a strong point of the show and i haven't really connected to anything narratively that's been going on i think a lot of the mythology elements that are being introduced to me just seem kind of like very generic witch fantasy stuff and um nothing's been uh hammered uh like in too much like i don't really there's been no depth given to a lot of these elements um the show is 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 very mysterious and in that regard it's it's kind of superficial in the ways it's presenting its mythology like i i feel like this is definitely not the strong suit for me at this point into the show is like i don't particularly care about the triskelion or the words or anything involving um the losing magic i i don't not, none of that's particularly working for me um what do you think of that yeah. Beatrice? i i agree with you i completely agree i i, I don't want to get too into it and go too far in advance but um i agree with you completely and yeah i i said it when i gave my first impression this 
I do not like how they're managing the plot. I feel like beside it, besides the show feeling like, even though what it does, it does well to a certain extent. Like it's a very pretty show to look at. The voice acting is great. I like the character designs. I like these these characters created in terms of just the plot, in terms of just level of, of it, it all feels like a derivative of something which is a phrase I'm noticing I say a lot of, but, um, but yeah, it's not the, it, it, there is something missing. There is a sort of, it does feel a little boring. And I feel like had they managed the care, added a little bit more complexity to the characters, had they managed the plot a little bit more, maybe sprinkled it out throughout these 13 episodes instead of just throwing it all at you. I mean, I don't remember what I, how I felt in the first when I first watched episodes 11 to 13, but watching it now, I, I understand it, but that's because I've seen everything. So I don't know if it was, I don't remember if it was confusing to me at that point. So I agree with you. It's, it's def the narrative wise, it's definitely the weak point and I hope it gets better. Uh-huh. Uh, Steve, what's your take on that? Ditto with Beatrice's point. Um, I but no, no, I can understand why it might get a little frustrating the way they sprinkle the plot a bit. Um, go to hand a little better, but not the worst in the world. Um, of course, maybe I've so I'm used to like seeing a lot of like these 26, 25 episode animes, so this is sort of common. So I'm maybe a little more used to this type of pacing. Um, I wouldn't say it's common. Like I've seen some like twenty. All the stuff I watch. Maybe okay, same. okay, because that's like a very broad generalization of anime. Yeah. Like some of them are like pretty; they offer a little bit more. Yeah, I, yeah, but um, yeah, but I, I do think so far the strong points of the episode of the series of the first thirteen is when they just don't really do plot; they just goof do some goofy little standalone stuff with the characters. I think the strong shoot sh- of the show at this moment is not the story, but the characters, the setting, the animation. Oh, and one more thing I keep forgetting to mention. I think the soundtrack to the show is spectacular. The background the background scores is just great. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, April, what do you think? Uh, what's your take on how narrative is used in the show? Uh, I'm not going to like go super into depth because I think you guys have all, you know, essentially covered how I feel that it there hasn't been a whole lot for me to like grasp, I guess. And um, so I feel like I sort of have been watching the show very like passively just because there hasn't been anything really for me to like hold on to, to sort of follow along. Like the characters are fun. It's very pretty to look at, you know, um, and everything. But like, like I said, I, I watch, I've been watching very passively. And then like, I mean, episode 11 they threw a lot of like plot at you and i i enjoyed the episode and everything but then it just sort of like fizzled out from there and i mean we kind of slightly touched on it i guess we um we did another thing with like the words but it was a lot to sort of throw at at you all at once like you know we did the confirmation that ursula's chariot we have the whole you know the nine old witches the seven words the you know, like all of these elements and they're all in one episode, but then that was kind of like it. So, I mean, for me, I, I, you know, I'll probably continue to watch passively until like there's something to really grab me and for me to focus on. Cause otherwise, like I could just put the show on in the background and that would be kind of it for me. You know, I'm enjoying it whenever I focus, like, but I really have to focus, if that makes sense. I, yeah, so. I, I agree with that. It's, it's, um, some, sometimes I like have to, I like pause and I'm like, okay, I can't, it's too much. I can't pay attention. I now click, uh, click out, then I'll come back in. I'll, I'll play like that. That's like yeah. exactly what happened to me, like watching these three episodes because like I watched Blue Moon and I was like, okay, cool. Like, and then I started to watch 12 and I just like noticed that I was like, on my phone, like doing other things. And I was like, okay, clearly I'm not like in the, I, in the mood to watch this. Like I got through like the entire episode. I thought I only got like halfway through or like maybe like five or 10 minutes into it, but I got through like the whole episode before I was like, 
oh, I should probably like actually pay attention to what's going on. <laughs> and then I had to rewatch it. So, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, um, I kind of remember this, but not really. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think, I think part of it is uh, it's also a little slow at times, um, especially in episode 11. And this is, to be honest, a problem to make another broad anime generalization. This is a problem I have with, uh, with anime is a lot is that um, we watch a lot of Western stuff on, for this podcast and it's a lot more, um, fast-paced and um capturing your attention and then you watch something like little witch academia and it's like okay i really need to specifically pay attention to this and it's it's not just this show but um anyway yeah not to to to, to make to not get too negative so i do think one of the strong points uh has been the certain elements of the characterization like i i don't um care about like the plot that's happening but i definitely care about akko and diana um and yeah. maybe some other yeah. people but mostly them um and uh, oh, i'll go with diana and ursula like those are yeah. Ursula, yeah. i'm like i want to know about you three people yeah. like what more main characters? Find out? <laughs> uh, well, i think aku is the main character everybody else just fades yeah. into the background really, i think one thing i like though about when aku turned into D- diana or well, she wasn't really diana when she had her body is, is she just she did not like uh, something to see a lot in animes this joke she did not try to feel herself yeah up. i mean if she was a guy they would have done that joke so yeah, yeah. no in anime they do that too like like we have this joke about the flat chester girl being self-conscious oh yeah, oh, yeah that's true they yeah, yeah the yeah. other show yeah, other yeah. shows would have done that yeah yeah um, and also oh speaking of the show and one thing i love wako did though is she did not intentionally try to you know sabotage diana or make her look bad yeah. Which other shows probably would have done, and and she and this was like its own version of the new Lars, in that Akko was trying to respect Diana's agency as best she could, just like Stephen res- tried to respect Lars's, except for that little joke she pulled on her her lackeys. But that's more about them, not yeah, Diana. I, I agree with that, Steve. I think Akko is super sympathetic yeah. when she would when she became Diana. Like uh, she, it, it, this yeah. is her like enemy, and she didn't, you know, she was just like. Uh, she was kind of mostly she was just overwhelmed with, with the responsibilities placed on her, but um, she like uh, just very respectful of Dan. It was a really good look for Akko, I'd say. See, but is yeah. she her enemy though? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I, she, I don't think, I don't that think she's her enemy either. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think even rival, like, I, I feel like. In Akko's head, Diana's definitely her rival, but in Diana's right, I think head, I think that's what's important here. Is I think it's what's yeah. important is uh, to Akko, like this is her, yeah. her rival. Okay. Yeah. All right, but I don't know yeah. if enemy yeah. enemy. I feel like is a strong in word. The, also I was in like, the yeah. I mean, in the context think, of like the show's structure, you know, that's the, okay. that's the character. Right. She's her her opposite, her like her, her opposing yeah. figure. But because I think that if like Diana had been, it was more of like that and that villainous character, I guess, to Akko, then we might have seen that, you know, like trying to sabotage her, like, yeah, trying to make yeah. her look bad, like that kind of thing. But I've yeah. never, I've never gotten that impression that Akko like is disrespectful or feels like disrespect yeah. towards Diana, and so I wasn't surprised. Whenever, you know, Akko was, like, trying to fulfill, like, Diana's role, like, genuinely trying to help people, aside from the lackeys, whose names I can never remember. But Hannah and Barbara. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah and Barbara, that's right. Uh, I always tell myself to remember it, too. But, uh, but I don't think that, like, she was trying to do anything intentional in terms of like sabotage or you know like and I think that says a lot about Akko's I guess character too was that she was just trying to fulfill the role versus like like what can I get away with kind of thing yeah yeah Yeah. she respected Diana's like role she respected she has a lot of respect for her and probably gained more respect when she went into a room and found all those books and all that, and, and I think uh, by the end at that episode, she definitely had some had some some respect for Diana. Maybe not the same level as Chariot, but it was a little bit below that, but something like that that she probably may not have had in the beginning of the series. Yeah, it's always a good look for both of them, Naka and Diana, that they're not like mean to each other. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, also it helps that they're both secretly in love with each other, so that's why they're not. What <laughs> about that, that one too? It, it, that too, exactly. <laughs> In episode twelve, exactly. remember, like t- at the end, after Aku turned turned back, they had a little conversation. And then, then you look at their faces; it definitely looked a lot of tension. I thought it would be romantic tension. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm so on that front. Um, 
Diaco Diana thing, it hasn't it's so I think Diana's been underutilized still again in these three episodes and I think Diana's kind of coasting on maybe one or two episodes and just kind of her general uh just her initial strong characterization and they they haven't been doing that much with her and they haven't also been doing that much with her and Akko to be honest recently um but it 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 just it stands out to you as one of the strongest dynamics and like clearly if the show were to do something with the two of them romantically it would infuse so much life into this that's kind of missing from a lot of our character interactions and i will say at this point the show has really done for me nothing to indicate that it is at all serious about going in that direction Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I wish it weren't true. I wish that they had, and I wish that Diana were featured more. But I don't. Maybe it's because they wanted to really emphasize Akko and stuff. But I don't know. I feel like in general, just there's just this unbalance with the focus of the characters. There's just there there are these opportunities where I feel like oh you could have had Akko with this other person or made it a group thing instead of just an Akko thing and then you could have had moments to really develop these relationships and they just don't go there and it's frustrating. I know I'm waiting I'm waiting for that Akko Diana adventure. I really want that. I'm mean, they teased it a couple of times. It's just so ugh, frustrating. I want it so badly. Yeah. It's a, hopefully soon. Yeah, that that'll be good. It's a, for to me. It's just frustrating. Like Akko's like as Diana in Diana's room, and there's just like no emotional reaction to the situation. Like, yeah, like, there's like nothing. It's like blank. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like really yeah. it, like if she had any feelings at all for her, there would be some some reaction to, to this. Uh, but no, so it's 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 a little hard to to palate. I mean, I don't think Akko does have conscious feelings for Diana at this point in the show. Um, I mean, I know that there's going to be something with this. There must be something with this more later because people are all about this. But I still, I still have zero confidence that uh, this show or any type of show like this in Japan would would do anything with that. So that's great. I mean, but remember, I mean, it is the internet. People take things to people will find anything in everything. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind yeah. as well. I mean, I do. I, I do think the show places them in a context uh, where they want us to look at them like this. Like whenever Andrew's on the screen, I do think it's an intentional love triangle. So um, I, yeah. I don't. Th- I do think yeah. the show's yeah. kind of aware of this, but it uh, it hasn't like progressed at all it's, beyond that. Yeah, it's like it's like I it it's almost like it's saying I want this, but I don't know what to like. I don't know how to do that. So I'm just gonna like show you th- the tension, but maybe. I don't know. Like, it seems very confused about it. <laughs> and their relationship does, you know what it reminds me of right now? Akko and Diane's relationship. In a way, it's it's Ladybug and Cat Nowhere, in a way, in terms of all this tension. They always have all this maybe yeah i i a little i see a little bit of that except um there's just yeah, no there's just no overt uh, displays of affection just, towards each other it's just tension yeah. it's not it's, like romantic yeah. it's not like rival in nature it's just tension like yeah. that's all that it and is and let's let's like <laughs> pretend for a second we're in a world where this is this show is capable of actually pers- putting the two of them together at some point then i think at this point in the show we are at akko like does not realize she has feelings for diana but maybe like does beneath the surface but diana i think definitely might at this point um what about realize, the ending realize she has feelings for akko so like i think well, what she said- i think maybe that side of it would be even more fulfilling to see is like how diana views akko at this point and what about what she, diana said at the end what, what's this feeling i don't know what i ever felt this before at the very end of episode 13 that's kind of something i really we don't really know what that's about it it could be anything it's like something up to interpretation which by the way like the the voice actress for akko like she on her twitter when i think when that episode was released she went it's love diana love that's what you're feeling (laughs) so i mean the voice actress ships it speaking of voice actresses mind you just found out Diana's voice actress is also Weiss's voice actress, by the way. Remember how in the first podcast I said they, Diana so reminded me of Weiss? I'm kind of into it. I look like the people who cast stuff for Japan. 
may have listened to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, in, 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 no, in episode uh, in episode thirteen, uh, Weiss summons this uh, snow unicorn. It's a very very Weiss like. Um, that's <laughs> that's one of my screenshot options for this podcast is Weiss with her pet unicorn or uh, Diana with her pet unicorn. Yeah, it's great. Do it, do it. Yeah. No, there's a better one. There's like this really great shot in episode thirteen of uh, the three the main trio summoning or like uh, they're like about to rip apart the uh, thing inside oh, of them. It's like I think oh, I know that's what adorable. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, yeah, it's like intense. It's it's like artistically one of the best shots of the show so far i'll definitely make it that yes um so uh yeah so wrapping up the characterization discussion um susie and um uh, lote i think once again not super prominent uh in in this these three episodes but i do think that we finally see oh wow they like akko like that's not something the show has told Weird. me before yeah. <laughs> well, well I, I don't know lote, they actually lote, care. lote definitely cares about akko yeah um but susie, yeah. susie this is like the first time yeah but um they they just they like show it and it's 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 uh, the te- i think this is the strongest part of episode 13 just their teamwork the three of them uh pulling this uh nonsense off at the end with the ghost and uh i i think that this is maybe my favorite moments for those those two characters Lotte and Susie and for uh and just the first time the show has ever sold me on the fact that these should be the three leads which it hasn't really before. Or this the episode. fact that these three are actually friends. Yeah, that too. Like, yeah. <laughs> look, I'm still I'm still writing the sushi akuo ship. I'm still writing it. I'm committed, but but I will say um, something I did find slightly disappointing is that this basically the what the situation they're in in this in that episode is similar to the Enchanted Parade. You know, it, it was it was similar to that short film. It was it was similar to it. And even but in the Enchanted Parade, that problem, not just well, obviously, it was a sort it was the very plot that the, the, and there was a conflict in there that was really interesting and complicated. And I really enjoyed and and, and got made you learn about Lotte and get to know Lotte in a very interesting way, made her stand out. So I'm a little disappointed that they couldn't translate that into this episode i I feel like that could have added something there (laughs) yeah what steve Steve, how do you think the three of them are are, uh utilizing this in the last episode there uh i thought they utilized just fine um like this moment of finally like yeah showing what aku means to them and i kind of thought it was uh really it's funny how Susie just her her she moved her head like that. Um, it's just, oh, that was just weird. But um, but yeah, and we kind of see a segment of Akko kind of gaining these these friends that she she slowly have made. I mean, I know mainly Lada and Susie, but also Amanda and those other two. Like they all they seem to be forming a little group here, and yeah, and, th- and I thought yes, yeah, Susie really. Sh- Really surprised. Really show some development here. Really shining here. That that she like. Uh, she really was trying to help Akko. She was not trying to, you know, you know, just maybe. Now I won't say sabotage her, but just being like, I don't really care if Akko succeeds or fails. But she actually showed that she believes in Akko, and Lottie actually finally spoke up for her. What what they what, that they believe in Akko too, and. I thought it was a beautiful moment, and I'm and I'm with Aku at the very end. Her crying like that, oh, so heartfelt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being <laughs> yeah. not being sarcastic. Yeah, no, I know. I I, I feel that. Yeah, so um, yeah. definitely definitely enjoyed the characterization there in thirteen. So let's let's do some quick hits from the three episodes. Um, We've referenced the uh, the in in episode eleven, Blue Moon. We've referenced the um, expansion of the mythology with these uh, seven words, um, with the Grand Triskelion um, and Professor Woodward. Um, uh, I, I I did it. I, I said I said the secret word. Uh, it was right in front of me. I, I read it on the page. Okay, yeah, that's my best impression. That's my best Christian Wig impression. Okay, so um, it's uh, so yeah. What do we think of this being introduced here? Like for me, this is like in uh, in Mysticons. If we introduce the Codex pieces in episode eleven instead of episode two, like why are we doing this so late, Steve? But we were introduced to it in the first episode. That you just didn't know it. It's so so it's sort of like a little trick they pulled on you. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess I guess they not... want to establish the world and then uh, do something here with the with the, the end game narrative. 
Mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> that's kind of how it feels for me because yeah. I didn't pick up on anything about this before now. So yeah, I, I will say but... I did really like that they were like, yeah, uh, Akko did the first one in the first episode. To me, that was like I'm reading Harry Potter, and it's like, uh, uh, Jin, Jin, <gasps> it's like uh, the diary in uh, book two. That was one of the Horcruxes. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like we didn't know it then. It's like that, <laughs> that's like the same thing for me. Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we didn't. <laughs> or, or finding some out some secret Steven Universe from like an earlier episode. <laughs> yeah, usually I'm frustrated with, with that context, but yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, what uh, how, Beatrice? How, what do you think of these uh, the seven words and how this is comes into play in the plot? Well, I. <laughs> I, I will say, I mean, I don't want to be negative. I feel like I've been too negative in these <laughs> podcasts lately. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, really? Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I will say that it, it, it is kind of that c- kind of cliche thing that magical girls do in anime where it's like, oh, we have to do these, like, this list of things in order to get the power. And it's like slowly gaining something. I don't know. It's kind of like you know those power ups and like like in like Pokemon, like the evolution. It's just it's. I don't know. There's just there. I felt like they could have stepped away from kind of that formula. I, I wish they had, but um, but hey, when that formula is done right, it's it's wonderful. You know, I, I just I know that this show isn't Sailor Moon, so they're not going to have like hundred plus episodes. So, so yeah, that's the, that was, that was really my hot take on that when I first saw it. Yeah. Um, uh, April, what was your take on the, the seven words? I, I mean, I mean, I wish I knew what we were like <laughs> moving towards, you know, like what are these seven words unlock? Like, what are we, what is the purpose of them? Like, why why do they exist like i don't know like i just want more information and i feel like i should have that at this point i mean we're halfway through the season so i don't know I'm, it'll be interesting to see where it goes i guess like what like what does it mean to akko to unlock these seven words yeah. is anyone going to tell her that she's on this journey like nope, i would want to know <laughs> yeah, yeah. no secret journey <laughs> secret quest and, like <laughs> and why doesn't she realize that huh wh- how do i just magically know like these words or why is it that every word that ursula tells me to say has this like great potential and crazy thing happen? Like, when is she gonna put the two and two together? That something's going no, on. She's just she's just very stupid. So that's why is she's she <laughs> is she is she unlocked? Is this gonna be more magical girl than we think? And when after she says the seven words, she then becomes uh, chariot herself. And <laughs> like, oh yeah, maybe chariot transformation. This is what yeah. we're home, like we're 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 getting to. I'm I want this. I've changed. I I want this. That's what in my head. I'm just gonna imagine that when Akko says the seven words or the seven spells, then she's going to turn into chariot. And end of end of show. Like <laughs> um, she will yeah. have achieved her dreams. <laughs> um, this is why Akko. And Diana really hasn't formed a t- team yet because if they were doing this together, Diana would have figured all this out already. Yeah, and it's seven words. Seven. Yeah, that's that's that true. Diana's not- too smart for the situation. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> figure out chariots. I did. She would figure totally, out. Yeah. Um, we'll see how quick we go through the words. Yeah. And by the way, I very much stand by uh, thirteen episodes in my comparison between Akko and Yui from K on. Uh, just very, still similar. Similar. Yui would also have no idea what's going on. Okay. Uh, Steve, yeah. What's your take on these seven words? And also, we can bring in Professor Woodward. Um, this uh, random. Uh, like Merfolk looking thing. Um, that, <laughs> that's like the, the ghost thing that turns into, I will say the end of this episode, very visually striking. Um, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's Professor Woodward's character that really, I guess was, pre- we sure saw in the opening, probably a little hint of that, but still for me, just sort of was a surprise when I first saw her. Um, and I'm still not sure though, is whether she's like a, supposed to be a spirit or ghost. Was she always this being? Was she ever a human? Like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like a normal witch human back in the day. I, is she immortal? Um, what's the deal with her? <laughs> and, um, as for the seven words, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just sort of like, I just see how it goes. It's just sort of like, yeah, seven words, if you find it, so be it. It's, 
it's not something that really is interests me in the series, at least at this point. I'm more interested in just the characters themselves and hopefully maybe get some plot here. And and what is and, and what about those visions? Is that from the past or is that from the future? All those people writing and all that stuff. I mean, could it have been like the Salem witch trials days? Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't really I wish. I didn't really know. What was I didn't going even on think there. of that. I, I hope so. I mean, like I hope that like because usually when you lately, like whenever we have like a witch thing they never mentioned the salem witch trials like it's it's a like with with harry potter i was waiting in all seven books for them to mention the salem witch trials and nothing <laughs> it's a dark nothing. day for witches they don't want to talk about it <laughs> I, think, I, think, I kind of mentioned it in the enchanted parade but yeah, that's a diff that's not canon to this but i think they kind of mentioned it there but yeah but this also i guess this show is for like a like a family audience so i guess they don't really want to bring up stuff like that um, I guess so, yeah. And at the end of episode 11, yeah. um, Ursula's like, uh, I'll eventually tell you what's going on, Echo. Um, and I don't really understand why she can't tell her right now. I think it would make things a right. lot more simple, but, you know. By the way, because you have uh, Shiny Rod, you have to unlock these seven words. Also, for... like, I'm Chariot. Like, what's preventing her <laughs> yeah, from telling like, her that? Uh, like, whenever you unlock those seven words, you will then become Chariot, setting me free <laughs> to... <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised, yeah. Right. Like I'm, I'm writing that theory all the way, you guys. Yeah. Until <laughs> right, yeah. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know why, uh, why Ursula's being so secretive. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe. Um, uh, okay, actually, though, who like? Are we gonna rank the four like special guests? At the uh, festival, let's get like- there. Let's go. So in episode twelve, um, the, we t- I think we talked oh. about we talked a lot about um, Akko being Diana. Um, the prank on mm-hmm. yeah, Hen and Barbo is good. I like the having the post credit scene about that. Um, one of my highlights was the vision of a uh, younger chariot in um when Akko goes back to the portal thing from episode six. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah. I don't I don't have a we don't have a lot here. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, mean, I got I bored the- during that episode. <laughs> I will say the Woodward gave me the gave me like that reminded me of Ponyo's mom, hmm. you know, like if there was ever like a voice cast, like if, like I know that there is like an English dub version, but like if I could cast th- someone to voice her, like anyone, I would be like Kate Blanchett, you need a voice this professor person now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's yeah, I, I I could see I think I see like a lot of the Ponyo art style sometimes in the show. Um, totally. Like when they're like picking out the things to choose lots for the groups, I feel like that that seemed like a Ponyo type thing. That was that was like a visually striking sequence as well. Anyway, and I, yeah, Steve, this whole show. Is yeah, so I wonder though if that if there was much with destined like to pick whoever it was, they would get what the job they got. That if no matter oh, what, yeah, is it like I the go- sorting hat and like it's it's not like random. It's like there's some intelligence involved in. <laughs> yes, yeah. they're yeah. like we're gonna give you the duty that we feel you need. Yeah, like- <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Akko sacrifice. That makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, episode thirteen. Um. Yeah, you, Steve, you wanted to talk about the guest judges. Yeah, I'm just wondering who's your favorite because I gotta say is the one is the dark haired one's my favorite. The uh. It's called a rock star one, the one Mijirori, who, who, by the way, um, in the English version is uh, she's Chris, voiced by Christina V, English nice. voice of Marinette, yeah. and the voice of the the bot of the voice in the zoo episode. So she's an old friend of OVA. Mm, a lot of their <laughs> stuff, yeah. Uh, the one that the yeah. one that did not look like other characters we already had. That was my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what you're the- talking about. I only remember the one who had eyeshadow on, and I was like, yeah, okay, let's... Yeah. Yep, yep. I was like, can we have more of you, please? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they're much, they're much, they're so much cooler than the uh, other teachers, except for Ursula, you know, the man named Ursula at the Luna Nova, who are all such fuddy-duddy. Yeah, yeah, Ursula's like <laughs> the only, the only non-stereotypical uh, witch-looking one, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we also had uh, the Vara Horus ghost. Um, so my problem with this is why would no one in this like hundred year tradition thought to have tried to uh, like yeah, yeah make the ghost that's really sad? They're just like, oh, we'll just make a festival about this. Isn't that funny? No, no one's gonna try to like free the ghost. Like this isn't happening. Is this tradition? Um, who, yeah, 
<laughs> I want to know what. Why didn't Cheria try it? At least I thought she might have back in her day, but. Yeah, I mean, eventually she got there, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Also, Cheria, yeah, Ursula definitely did all the work on this. So it was a drop in early. <laughs> yeah, as as the entire show, Ursula's just telling Akko what to do. She's, oh, she's the best, like witch mom or older sister, because yeah. I be always call always call her, people always call her witch mom, but I don't know if she's old enough to be Akko's mom. I think the age difference might not be enough. Yeah, I think she's like thirties, um, right? So yeah, she's up. She's yeah, like sure. ten years older than Akko. Yeah, it could be. 10 years. If it, Akko's like, what, 14, 15? Yeah. How yeah. old is she? I mean, well, she you would have to assume that Ursula slash Cherry was like in her prime whenever she, or Ursula was uh, in her prime when she was like Chariot. Mm-hmm. So maybe like early 20s and yeah, then. So she's a, she like, at least early 30s, more like mid 30s. Yeah. 30s, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Unless she did it when she was like 18. She could, because it's, like, an, it's an anime. So she, she could be doing yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> And she could have like, been like a pop star yeah. at eighteen. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Or I mean, we don't know what they're how they're graduate like what like year or whatever it is that they graduate. I mean, they could graduate at sixteen. Maybe she was like seventeen whenever she was chariot. Like we don't know. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and like we don't know how old like these witches really are. You know, because magic. You know, we don't. Yeah. Magic can make people. <laughs> Age in various ways. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Melisandre Game of Thrones the situation going on here. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. We don't even know how old, like, Akko is, do we? Mm. Uh, I assume Steve does. I know. Yeah, yes, I know. Steve? I know what age she's older than, but it's, it's, I don't want to say. Like, she's older than 10. We got that. Like, we'll yes. maybe, it's a, maybe, it's a maybe it's a spoiler or something. Okay, so at oh, okay, the end mind. of this episode, um, we have, uh, we talked about this, like, Diana's like, uh, what's this feeling? Like, um, this is called an emotion, Diana. You haven't felt that before. I think that's what all it was, right? Like, you yeah. just like She's you have some sort you uh, you felt an emotion because this was <laughs> there was a maybe she maybe she was felt very um like the way that I kind of interpreted it is that she felt very like moved by the magic that was happening mm-hmm. and she because everything seems even like with magic she seems very like cut and dry like you know, like, I've been doing this all my life kind of thing, like, this isn't anything new, you know what I mean? And so for her, maybe she actually felt moved, like, by what was taking place, and she was just like, oh, magic's beautiful. Yeah, I think, I think that like, was the intent. I think, because the whole thing here yeah. is that Akko wants them to, like, notice, for the feel that magic is fun, so she's like, oh, I actually mm-hmm. feel something from magic as opposed to just, like, I've just been taught my whole life to meticulously study it, so. And this is the, this is know. my path of life, like... <laughs> I don't know. I, I I would say that. Well, for me, how I interpreted it was that she was so she was always very frustrated with Akko because Akko because she never thought that Akko took things seriously and never really tried and never just she she never took her seriously. So I feel like she was moved because finally Akko maybe like you know kind of like. Yeah, she's not her tutor, but kind of like how a tutor tutors someone, and then they finally get an A on that test, and they're like, yeah, you go. You know, I just yeah. feel like maybe internally she was just very – she wanted Akko to actually she's try just pr- proud of her, so yeah. to see her. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that's what there's there's that definitely an element was. with Diana of what's going on with Andrew. Andrew's like, uh, oh, I notice Akko, like you know, and it's like he doesn't really. It's not clear, probably in Andrew's mind, whether he has romantic feelings or not. I think there's kind of an element to that with uh, always with Diana. It's like, oh, this person is like notable to me. They're different from everyone else. So Akko essentially, she's pretty much Heidi, pretty much. Well, if you know that old story, who she sort of influenced like positive all those people. Or Annie, I guess, another example. That's what Akko is? Um, yeah, I know. I think I think Akko I think Akko just yeah. has a positive effect on everyone around her. Yeah, I know. And, I know those, those characters yeah. are for me. Yeah, I think so. Pretty, yeah, that's uh, I think it makes sense. Or Steven. Her. Yeah, Steve, or yeah, Steven. very Steven like character. And then it says so Steve Steve <laughs> is you know on the island at the end we have a mysterious figure. There's uh, it was felt very random to me at the end of the episode. I didn't know whether we're supposed <laughs> to know who this was. Um Oh, can I tell you no, can I tell you what happened? Um to me, like when these episodes were mm. airing, um, before episode twelve aired, you know, the website of the show they put up like a preview for the second half, and they also read character info on who the mysterious person was. So before I even saw episode twelve, I knew who this person was. 
So I never had that chance of leaping up. Who is that person mm-hmm. at the end of episode 13? I was like waiting for that person. When's this person going to appear? Not who is this person? So that's the way it was when it was airing Japan. Well, I mean, I didn't even notice that person. So when I didn't even notice this kind of like subtle hint of what's to come. So when, so I was just like, I mean, if we see them in the next season, I was like, whoa, you know? In a way, though, it it does also sort of remind me in a way, though, not exactly the same, but the Azula reveal at the end of book one of Avatar like yeah to me to me it's like recently in adventure time um at the end of an episode this random guy comes and picks up uh this thing and then later we have no idea who this is and later it's like oh it was a uh, re- some other character related some other character but it was just like we had zero concept of who this character along. was yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I have no theories april any theories on this uh no the only person was uh i don't know maybe like Andrew or his dad or something. Andrew's like, Andrew's twin brother. There you go. That's what it is. Yes. So, you think it's a man? I don't. I I, I, I I really noticed was like these like dots or something that were on the screen. I didn't even really see the person. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I got that it was like something that we're not supposed to understand at this point. But yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Unless you show the previews to... of the second half. Yeah. Thanks Japan. Yes, thanks Japan. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Japan. <laughs> okay, Steve, anything? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> any, uh, Steve, any last things from these three episodes? Oh, I'm just glad we're getting the plot moving. I'm glad, though, maybe it wasn't as much, but we finally get some Diana focus with her and Akko the last couple of episodes. Even though I was frustrated at Diana just getting thrown out of episode 11 again, like they did earlier in this series, but I'm just glad, though, we might that. You finally get to see more of developing friendship between Akko, Latte, and Susie. That they're that we get confirmation that they're friends, yeah. and I'm just hoping to see more of Ursula step into the into the picture, step into the series, and step up and be more of that mentor to Akko. And hopefully, maybe she'll either reveal what she's trying to share it, or we'll find out why she has to keep it a secret. Yeah, that would be nice to know uh, why, why, she, why she's, she's uh, why she's choosing to be a teacher here instead of being awesome. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <Instead of being laughs> that, that, would, that would be good to know. Okay, uh, Beatrice, final thoughts here. Um, I, I I liked these episodes. I think it was a strong finish to the season. I mean, after watching these, I couldn't help but watch the rest of the the season. Like I watched. 14 to 25 after these because I couldn't I, I could after that like they did their job they hooked me and then I just binged everything else so I am excited I hope that they improve with their character management I hope that they improve with their plot and narrative the spread of it and I just hope that I don't know that they it, it continues being pretty because stylistically the show is gorgeous. So yeah. if it can do that and give me just eye like animation eye candy, then we'll be happy. And more of Aku being an adorable animals because I don't think we talked about it, but <laughs> her being an elephant is the cutest thing ever. Yeah, because she, mm-hmm, yeah. she's somehow incapable of like actually transforming into the animal, so it has to be some so some weird version. <laughs> yeah, uh, April, That's final thoughts. Cute. Um, I'm looking forward to better, or I say better, but more character development for Diana and Akko, both of them. Um, I'd like to see more of that Akko-Ursula kind of interactions. And I just want to know where we're going. Like, we, you know, these last three episodes introduced, well, I mean, the 11th episode introduced so much. And so I just want to know, like, what it is that we're trying to get to at this point. Like, we have, you know, this quote-unquote second season. Um, but, <laughs> you know, that's like 12 episodes. So I just want to know, like, what, 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 is, what are we building up to, like, and how are we going to get there? properly get there so yeah yeah main main thing i think is uh i'm i'm looking forward to the next uh diana andrew uh Akko episode that's that's my that's the my that'll be my highlight of the, of the episode. <laughs> bring, bring it on so other other than that uh yeah more Akko, more slow there you go so um 
Well, we will be back to cover um, the rest of the season of uh, Little Witch Academia, the final yeah. 12 episodes, potentially faster than we've been on this pace. So look out for that on OverlyAnimated.com, um, our anime feed. Uh, find us on YouTube. Yeah. If you're listening there, subscribe there. And um, you can uh, join the discussion on Discord. Uh, there's no Little Witch Academia channel yet, but if enough people, there's an anime channel. If enough people on a Little Witch Academia channel, we can make that at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Text chat with us about uh, this show, other shows. Um, support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thank you very much to our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Jamie, aka Mailman. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. Um, bunch of podcasts this very busy week at Overly Animated. Uh, Beatrice just hosted a uh, My Little Pony uh, podcast featuring Steve. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a Miscons podcast upcoming. We have um, potentially like OKO, OKKO, um, DuckTales. DuckTales, Rick and Morty, um, Voltron, Voltron and Ruby are back, and that's all in one week. So we are very busy here. Um, check us out, overlyanimated.com, not to miss any of it. And um, continue to be busy, but hopefully. Please get some uh, more uh, Little Witch Academia uh, podcasts in comments. Uh, let us know what you thought of our discussion here. Um, I guess don't, don't tr- spoil me and April past, past these episodes. But, Please yeah, don't. But do comment. We'd <laughs> love to hear what you have to hear. Yes, Steve. No, no, no I, I say nothing. I'm just saying, yeah, Dylan, you're right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> so Steve works very hard on getting the LWA podcast up. Thank you to Steve for outlining this once again. So, well, this is the one podcast where I am truly the executive producer. Yes, actually, do actual work. Executive <laughs> producer perk. Yes. Uh, so, um, thank you very much, guys, for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.